Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey together through the car care industry. You can find me on Instagram at hypercleanmarshall. If you're on TikTok, find me at Detail Supply App. Best way to get in touch, shoot me a text direct, 918-800-1188. And this is the Community Pub. And Scott is back for uh, a round two. Scott and I just enjoyed a good conversation. So if you missed that, go check it out. It uh, is streamed. You can watch it on the uh, Pints and Polishing podcast Facebook page or just go check it out in the uh, other episode. Scott is with Lake Country, and they can be found on social at Lake Country MFG or go direct to their website, lakecountrymfg.com. Already into the pub, Brandon and Alex. Great for you guys to join us. And it is interesting, Alex. It is interesting that you're here early because Scott and I ended up the conversation going, and I bet you Alex will be on and let's dive into that with him. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. So, so we were talking about when is correction really necessary? You know, when do I need to do it? How do I do it? How do I determine it? Is 75% enough? You know, I know you've gone through some, some theories and, you know, some different thoughts. So where are you, what do you try and get 75%? Is that a good number for you? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's, it's tough to say. So like if we're talking about 75% to like perfect paint, it, it's tough because it really comes down to the condition of the vehicle you're starting with. So you could have a brand new car that just has some swirls from the dealership washing it or whatever getting that to 75% is going to be a lot less work. Um, and it's going to look a lot better than getting a car. That's, you know, a, a 2010 that has some scratches, some dings, rock chips, stuff like that. Um, so I, I really don't even put a percentage on it ever, to be honest. I know a lot of guys do. Um, I just kind of try to give the, the client a, like a visual idea of what they can expect. Um, with the finished product. Yeah. But so a scenario, which is what Scott and I were talking about a scenario that happens for a lot of people is the scenario that runs through people's heads is this. And it was a scenario that you mentioned. This is why I was, I was bringing it up. I, I thought it was interesting that he said it is you, you don't ever know. I mean, there's a lot of people that we think that we're, you know, we're putting our stamp on it. Right. And that you could be a customer could be in a garage. And it was, it was just interesting that Scott said this and it was a, it was the same scenario that you mentioned customer would be in their garage and a friend could come over and look and find these defects. And then as a detailer, your name's ruined. Yeah. That that's a legit concern that you had brought up. And yeah, absolutely. Scott, why do you think that, from your guys as a, as a manufacturer and a packing mate, I, I guess let me ask, you know, does, do you hear more than in theory? Do you hear that happening? Or is that, is, is that a, not an old wives tale, but is that a, a misnomer in the industry or does it happen? I, that's, I literally just, I literally am curious because I've heard it too in the groups and then Alex brought it up. It's literally a concern for him. Uh, so I just wanted to ask that open question is, you know, so, 
What do you guys see it as? I mean, we've we've kind of seen a lot of a couple different ways, right? Um, you know, you have hobbyists who are not doing it necessarily for money. They're doing it because they love it and they're, you know, doing it for friends and family and they want they want everything perfect. Then there's, you know, there's professionals that do it for a daily living and they, they have to make they have to make a living doing it. And that the, you know, managing the customer expectations of what they're expecting to get out of what you do for them versus what your eyes is perfect is different not maybe not for every customer but there are going to be a handful that you know they expect every scratch to come out but it it needs to be addressed in that initial uh, inspection process right like what do you expect to get out of this paint and then you have to be able to say what's realistic what you're going to get out of the paint just so they know what to expect um hey i i mean everybody I, every time I do a car, I want it to be perfect, right? Um, there's just some times where it just doesn't happen. And for, for example, I, you know, I did a, I did a buddy's car this over the summer and I coated it and the hood and the trunk, actually the roof and the trunk, the coating failed, reacted. So I went over to his house his, for his kid's birthday party. All of his buddies are over there and I'm like, Please don't look at the car. Please don't look at the car. You know, because I hadn't gotten a chance to fix it yet. But it's the same thing, right? Like I wanted it to be perfect. Something happened out of my hands and it failed. I mean, I eventually fixed it. But in that meantime, I didn't want anybody to see it and go, "Well, that guy sucks. I don't want him touching my car." Right? Um, so it's it, it's always uh, drawing that line of how far do you take it and what's good enough for the customer's expectations. So, you know, we try to make, we try to make paths for every scenario on how far you want to take it. And obviously if you start aggressive, it's going to cause more work the following steps. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a hot topic. Yeah, it is. Alex. I mean, so, walk us through it and you know how do you handle so that you don't get into that situation because like i said i mean it's something that a lot of people have a concern for you brought it up and then he mentioned it. it's 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 really cool that it all kind of came together that way so give us a little bit more of of your side you know what what does that goes through as far as the anxiety of it or you know why is it a concern for you and how do you handle it so every vehicle and every client is different um so I, I recently did, um, I want to say it was a, a Kia, actually, it might have been a Ford Escape, daily driver, like the, the woman had kids and everything. So there was, there was some like scrapes down the side of it. Um, she wanted a, a paint correction. Um, I, didn't, I didn't, she didn't want the car coated. Um, she just wanted some of the shit that just made the car look kind of crappy. When it was, it was a decent car, it was a little bit older. Um, that's not a client that's going to go out and be like, Oh, I had my car polished by, by stellar auto detail. So that's not as big of a concern for me. Right. So right. I got her car to the expectations that she was looking for. I got it looking good. She was extremely happy with it. I'm not worried if there's a, if there's a scratch that didn't come out, if there's a little bit of the scrape that didn't come out or anything like that. Um, now, if it's somebody's Corvette, 
or even just just a nicer car somebody that's into the car scene where i know other people's eyes are going to be attracted to the car and they might ask like hey you know who coded your car hey who details your car that's that's what i mostly worry about it or when they're like you're coding a car if somebody spends 1600 bucks on a coding chances are they want to tell every they it's like they become a vegan they want to let everybody around them know mm-hmm. right so that's that's the guy that i'm worried all right, you you don't you don't really care about getting the defects out, but you want to have it coded, and then he's gonna go and tell his buddy, "Oh yeah, I had my car coded here," and his buddy that's interested in having his car coded is gonna go over it with a fine tooth comb and look for any any reason, not necessarily any reason to not come to me, but he's gonna when you're when you're spending that kind of money, you want to make sure that you're getting every bit of value you can for that money. So well, that's yeah. that's the guy. So and aside from this. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's okay, man. Go ahead. He, I was going to say, he may not know the whole scenario behind what you and the client discussed and what the hey, expectations were. Exactly. Exactly. But that, you know, that, that result of the car, what he sees, that picture is worth a thousand words, right? And so, exactly. like, and that, at the end mind, of the day, that's all that matters to him. He's already made up his mind on, on per, per se, what the kind of work you did. Yeah. So, he, so, yeah that no, guy's not going to say to his buddy, like, hey, did you want him to get these out? Like, what did you guys talk about leading up to the job? Like, did you not want perfection? He's not going to ask those questions. I, I mean, at that point, it's kind of like I, I won't, I won't quote the car unless it's a full correction. Hey, exactly. You know? I'm the same way. Like, I, I, uh, I see a lot of these guys in the in the groups. Um, it doesn't have to do with coatings, but they'll do a basic detail, right? And for a cheap cost, and for the job that they're doing, the the money might be okay if they can do a lot of them. But the problem I'm seeing is they're doing these these basic details and then the client saying, oh, well, you, you missed crumbs under this. You didn't blow this out. You didn't get this. You didn't get that. And I don't want my name on a car that's not going to come out. Now, I won't say perfect, but yeah. I have a standard that I, I want my company to live up to. And I'm not going to do a job that doesn't bring us to that level because they, they can go somewhere else. There's a certain there's a certain points on the car where you know you always make sure those are clean the ones a person sees first the foot the seat you know and so those it's like the basics the fundamentals right you always got to hit those you got to make sure those are good um the paint correction thing is is funny and if you know if someone didn't want that full correction but they wanted a coating i've i'm not gonna name names but i've heard some people around the industry you know big names i would say different it would relate it to like an interior job that was bad and they wouldn't want it fully clean but just partially clean right yeah. that's the guy you that's the guy you send to your competitor yeah <laughs> like, all right so his, say that again put scott. his name on it exactly 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 we're on the same page dude scott say that again because that that's i was about to jump into that question with you but i, I didn't quite I got sidetracked. Derek was sending me the tab out question and I looked down to read it and I missed some of the things you said. And I was like, hold on. Before I asked my question, I wanted to hear what you said again, because I, I missed it. So, you know, I've, I've been through a number of participated in training classes with some, some people throughout the industry. And a lot of times I've heard them say, you know, a customer will come in, maybe it relates to an interior. So it's really dirty. It's really trash. They say it's not that dirty, but they don't want it fully clean. They just want it partially clean, right? You don't want to put your name on it. So that's the guy you send to your competitor down the road, you know, let him put his name on it, right? Yeah. So if somebody's going to look at it and say, wow, this is a crappy job, 
you know, then be like, well, he did it. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's things you can do. It's tough to turn away work, right? But gotcha. No, it, that's if it's something that's going to tarnish your name. Why take the risk? And and so exactly. you had said you had said that uh, you 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 won't coat a car without doing a full correction. No, I mean, um, and that's it, so that's that's really why I push this bubble, just so everybody, just so I'm clear, so everybody understands. I I I don't understand why you can't coat a car which is protection by having to do a correction first because, and it really came out heavy on me. I listened to another podcast and there was a, a guy that distributes for this brand and, and he's on there telling people that if they come to his training facility and they want to learn to put a coating on, they have to go do full correction training before they can learn to do a coating. And I'm just going, okay, if you're going to do this quote unquote lifetime bullshit, if you're going to do this quote unquote, you know, five, seven year thing. Cool. I get it. But I don't think the majority of people that are actually growing a business and doing something long-term are doing those type of work. I think the majority of people that would find success for whatever they want to do out of their business. I think they would find it in a one year, a two year and at max a three year. And so that's why I don't think, Right. I think you could put down a one year and not do a correction. Right. Yeah, I think okay. you could put down a two year so, coding and not do a correction. And I think if you put down two year codings all day long without doing full corrections, I think that you would make a lot more money than the brand that's trying to tell you you have to do a lifetime and doing full correction. But then you're stuck behind a polisher all day. You can't actually develop anybody as a team and it doesn't actually give you an avenue to grow a business. It pigeonholes you into no return of other than full corrections and big tickets. And that's not a way to sustain a lifestyle. No, that's, uh, that's a different angle on it. And I don't disagree. I think it just has to be packaged. And again, you know, the expectation has to be there. Say if we're doing, if we're not doing a full paint correction, I'm only going to offer you a one, two year coding, maybe three. Right. But that has to be established up front. And then so, if you, and if you want a seven year coding, you have, I would recommend that you do a, a full correction because that guy is going to go tell everybody that you did it. it it's, yeah. I'm not saying you can't do it, but I don't know if the risk is worth the reward of tarnishing your name. If, if, if that's what you're worried of. That's so how so many my, of those guys are out there versus how many well, more people sure would do a one and two year coding and you could get four or 500 bucks a pop and you could make 1500 bucks in a day by having three or four people helping you do it. I mean, it just, it sounds a lot like his first example of, you know, the Ford escape, like it's that yeah. type of customer. Right. Well, no, um, I mean, I, I think not... you, could, you could do a lot more Corvettes. I mean, you could do um, a lot more of people that, you could go to a car show, right? How many more people could you work with at a car show that think that their pain is amazing, but that you could help them with getting more pop and shine and gloss? There's plenty of Corvettes at car shows. My, All right, so, here, thought, so here's the thing. We're at, we're at a car show, right? So a lot of people are going to be looking at that car. And it could be a lot of guys that want their car to be in pristine condition, those guys might notice those swirls. They might, like but come on. What do we always it, say? Go to the fucking car shows. No, sh no car is actually worth showing. 
Like, no, I mean, they're not. You because could, there could be. There could be one, but it would be one out of everybody else in the states of going. I, I don't well, understand. It's a. It's a. It's Dude, this is, like, a t- this is tough because, it, like, from both angles, man, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but. They, I don't, man, this is a good conversation. I kind, like of, kind of go here years ago. This is this probably goes back about 10 12 years ago. I had a, a detail shop that I was selling uh products to, and this was before the days of coatings. They were buying like the $1,200 an ounce Zymol wax, right? But all they had to do was like one or two cars from the Porsche Club, and everybody from the Porsche Club wanted it just because, because it was, it was bucks the best out. thing available. <laughs> It was the best thing available. That's what they wanted. But they did a phenomenal job of making sure the car was dang near perfect before they put that Zymol wax on. It was just part of their package. So that's what I'm saying is if you if you have that Corvette Club mentality or the Porsche Club mentality, they're going to tell everybody because they all want to one-up each other and they all yes. want to be. Yeah, especially the Corvette. Yes. So that's where I'm saying – scenarios like that if you know that that guy's gonna go show his buddies in the club you're gonna want to make sure that well, thing looks good so and and the that, buddy at the that, club so like, has the buddy at the club has the eye that you have not, not the buddy at the club seeing the car under under a scan grip light the buddy at the club seeing the car under a scan grip light here's the thing though. or is the buddy at the club seeing it under shade it's probably parked under underground it's probably in some type of protection like dude it only takes one two, guy in that club to point it out that's all i'm saying that's it if you have two black cars right next if you have two and then black what cars happens? next to each okay, other okay okay i get it and then what happens he calls you and and then what? You go, hey, but we talked about this. You said that you didn't want that. Or you didn't want to pay for it. What all the exactly future- because <laughs> because because you you chose this other option. That's well, it's other- always been my but point. That, yeah, but the other guy doesn't know that he chose that option. If you have if you have two black cars parked next to each other that look like shit, you're not gonna notice it. If you have Two black cars next to each other, and you have one corrected and, and ceramic coated, yeah, and nice. the other one with not shit. You're you're gonna notice it, but a 50 50 shot. Okay, right? so you okay. guys, you have this guy oh, at the car show. I get all- it. No, no, no. Hold on, and I'm cutting you off for a reason because I get right. it. I want to stop right no, I there. I get it. <laughs> but Scott has said, and we've all determined, seventy five percent is good enough. I, so I in order to get, well, no. Under the scenario of what you said, one looks like shit. I'm not saying don't ever polish a car. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm talking about full correction. And I don't think that that buddy at the club, the neighbor, to you and I, it might look like shit, but a 75% correction? Oh, no, that's that's tight. Like, I'm good with that. I'm good with most well, yeah, cases. I'm great with 75, percent yeah. but my yeah. but but that's been my point. The argument on the flip side is it has to be 90 plus, and they're going to say full correction, which is achieving 100. And we all know that's virtually no impossible. No virtually no impossible to get over 90. So that's what Scott and I were saying earlier. It's more than that 75, and he said 85 is kind of that max. In order to get the 85, you got to at least do a two step. And probably to get above that, you would have had to have done a heavier compound. Well, that, and you might even have to do a three to four step. So a good one step 
75% of everything's out and I put down a one, two or three year coding. Oh, that, I, that, I agree. that car I agree doesn't look that, like shit. It looks like amazing to 99% yeah. of the people out there. No, I, I thought we were talking about like this guy's wiping his car with the quick detailer every weekend. Looks like shit, oh. not touching oh, it. Oh, no, no, no. That's right. That's right. No. That's, that's the misunderstanding. No. That's uh, yeah. yeah no, a, we're a talking client, about a lot of my clients. A one step will get me to and to where I'm happy and where they're happy. Yeah, yeah same here. Um, and, and, and we're talking about like that to get to that 75 percent. No problem. Under mo most circumstances, no problem to get to that eight, 75, that last 10 percent. It's like, like I keep going back to interiors. It's like dog fur, right? You get the bulk out of it. A lot of, I like tell my clients so often, like, Hey, this is what it looks like. I spent, I spent an hour on this. I can spend another two hours picking every little fucking hair out of the, out of the seats. <laughs> so let's just get it to that fucking eight, that 80%. And, and like, let's be happy with it. Cause when you drive down the road with your window down, it's all going to blow out from everywhere. I couldn't get to anyway. <laughs> Set expectation. Um, but yeah, that's 75%. Most of the time I'm happy with that. Um, even, even like, cla like classic cars, um, one of my clients is a collection of cars. A lot of them are original paint and he mm -hmm. wants to correct them. He wants to get them to the point, like he's, he's proud of these cars and I want to get them there, but there's a point where I'll, where I'll tell him like, Hey, listen, like, this is where we're at. I don't think it's worth it to get us to that level because he is going to, he is going to take it. And he's going to go to shows and he's going to wipe, no matter how many times I tell him, he's going to wipe it down with a quick detailer. He's going to get scratches all over it. Cause that's brake dust and shit from driving down the highway to get to where he's going. Um, and I don't think it's worth taking this clear away from, from this original paint to try to reach that 80%, 85%, 90%. And I agree. There's no hundred percent. That's like all these girls that think they're tens. They're really fucking sevens. Like, <laughs> but, but that's a solid number. But it's a solid, like seven is a hot seven chick. Seven is a good solid number, man. Seven is a hot chick. Ten, nine, ten, no, there's, that, that, that's not a thing. We just talked, we went through, if anybody is, is curious about how do you get customers and then how do you bring them into a sales funnel and what is a sales funnel and all that stuff. We just did a series with Greg, Sean, and then uh, Chris hopped in too. And um, the premise was basically, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you, do you take the analogy of picking up girls to the same analogy of picking up customers, you know, <laughs> how many sevens do you get to a lot faster than always going after the 10, you know, <laughs> I think Greg's way, Greg's like way it. of explaining it was, uh, you know, go for the ugly. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So, there you, go. That's, you know, uh, my favorite details are the crappiest cars. Cause they always look the best when you're done, no matter. Yeah, that is true. Know, that is true. You can get them 50% of the way there and they look great compared to what they were. Today, today know? I did a 21 M440i that I did Ooh. two weeks ago. And hey, let me tell you, this is the first car that I've done again since I applied slick. That shit makes it so easy to clean. That shit's amazing. Um, oh, yeah. Man. But like, it, it's, a, it's a great car to work on, right? Because it's a badass car. Yesterday, one of my cars was an 03 Mazda 3 with tan interior. Ooh. But it was, and it hadn't been detailed in 18 years since it was new. And it was like the grime came off pretty easy and it was so satisfying for me. Right. Nice. So I'm, I'm down for that. Like I'm, I'm trying to get away from like the grimy shit. Cause like I hate making like a good money on, on a boat and then going and doing a disaster car for a lot less per hour. So I'm trying to get away from that shit, but it is so much more satisfying. Brandon, you've been quiet. How's everything in your world? Going good. Going good. 
Um, what you were talking about with the paint correction, though, I've had issues on both sides. So I agree with both sides. Um, I used to recommend it? if we're correcting this car, it's going to, and we're coding it, it's going to be four to five years. We should probably, you know, get it the best we can before we ceramic coat it. But then as I went along and kind of learned more what customers were looking for, like you said, not everyone wants perfect. And I started using one, two, and three year coatings. Um, I started to ask them what they saw and what they wanted to pay for. But I ran into issues with that too, because even though they saw how the paint was and they just wanted a polish or just something to get to 60, 70%, when I'm done and it's coated, well, that scratch is bothering me. Oh, this mm. one's bothering me. Wait, what about this? And I've had oh. that happen a couple of oh, times. No. And it's already coated. So, I mean, it could go either way, I guess, because yeah. I've never had that issue before, but I also lost clients that didn't want to go for the, the the full package. So I guess both sides, there's probably issues and positives with. If, if, you, if you took a, a guess, how many more, how many more people did you lose because you didn't have that package versus the people that said a comment about the scratch? I've had three people say comments. Uh, one, yeah, I, I, it's hard to tell because people that I, I lost because the price could have been someone that looked and never contacted sure, me. Sure, sure. So it could have been more than I ever talked to. Um, but I guess the quality of the client was different, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, and that's what I mean by you'll walk them through. I just had a client. I went, I, I think I put, it was Uno. I put Uno on an MKZ. I walked through the car and I was like, I see this. I see this. I see this. And he goes, really? I think the paint's in great shape. Okay. Um, well, we can, I'll do a quick polish and put the coating on. And, you know, if that's what you want, we'll do it. I came back to do his other vehicle uh, today. And he's like, he's pointing out things. He's like, yeah, my wife was really upset about this scratch still being here and this one. And I was like, we went over this. Um, <laughs> we didn't want to do it. And the customer still, I mean, you could tell in his face, his face drops. He's not happy with it. So would he have been happy if I made him go with the full correction? I think so. At, at any point, were you able to make him aware that once you quote, once you coded it, to go back and remove the scratches was a, was going to be a disaster. I did. Um, okay. I explained to him. I think we should wait because the price it's gonna. I'm gonna have to charge you to take the coating off and redo it. Isn't quite worth, you know, fixing that scratch. And I've found. I just gained a new client with a couple Porsches and R7, some nice cars, and another. Um, detailing company, it's not even a company, it's a guy who does it on weekends. Use System X, I think it is, System X coatings. And there's smudges and high spots all over the place. But I told him the same thing. I said, Hey, you know, let's wait till the coating's gone because it's going to cost you way more for me to remove it and fix it and reapply a coating than it would be to just wait till, you know, just look the other way and wait till that coating's gone and we'll fix it. Yeah. Holy crap. 
Yeah. So that's a, that's an interesting scenario. Thanks for sharing. Uh, uh, Alex, that should be, that should be now the new scenario of what we fear. And so when we hear it later on other podcasts, of, there's a scenario where the wife comes out. <laughs> we know it was with Brandon from Shawshank first. So. That's, that's the worst, man. Yeah, that, that I, is. I, that, that really is. I, that I, one is that one. I could go. Yeah. You don't want to be in that situation. No, I, listen, funny, funny story real quick. On that. I, got a story I, uh, too about that. I, I rear-ended a guy once and it was a complete accident. The car in front of him, like stopped short. Mm. and he he started to go like around them but then he had to stop short and I, and then i i just slid into him like love tap so we pull over in the gas station and he gets out and he and he comes to the back of his car and he's like oh he's like that he's like there's nothing you're good to go man and i'm like you sh- you're sure like i don't mind exchanging information just in case like whatever and his fucking wife gets out of the car and comes back <laughs> And she starts pointing out shit like on the opposite corner of where I fucking tapped him. And she's like, oh, what about this? What about that? And luckily he put her in her place and he's like, listen, it, that's not where he, he hit us. Like, get back in the car. Oh, no. Everything's good. And then she gets out and I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. That's a much better. That's a real life situation. Real Thanks life. For sharing, <laughs> real shit. Yeah. Real shit. Uh, Derek, you said you had a wife situation? Uh, it was, uh, we did a really bad interior as one customer. So she only calls me out every like two months and not two months, every twice a year, sorry, twice a year. And she's got four kids and they're always God awful. When I do the interiors, I'm talking like cookies, like, like juice boxes or stuff left anywhere. Like, uh, it's awful. And, uh, every time I do the car, we just do the interior. We don't even touch the outside. And I'm always trying to get her to, hey, you know, I can wash this and make it look. And she's like, no, 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 just the interior. We're like, we're cool. We'll go to the car wash. So we did the whole interior. Car looked great. And it wasn't the mom. It was the grandmother. She comes out and she starts pointing the front. Hey, hey, you missed all the stuff in the front. What's going on here? And she's like pointing. She's like, hey, come out. And she gets the mom to come back out. Like, hey, you missed the whole stuff in the front end of the car. Like, look at all these bugs and stuff. And I'm like, uh, we just did the interior. We didn't touch the outside. She's like, "Why?" <laughs> and I'm looking at the lady like, "Man, like this is this is a thing that's been going on for. I've been coming here for like six years now. Like, what do you what do you mean?" <laughs> and she's like, "And she's like, oh, sorry." And she leaves, and then afterwards, like the mom, the lady who I do, she's like, "No, I'm sorry." I'm like, "No problem." It's like, but not as bad as Alex. But that it was still like my brother was with me. And he was like about to fight this lady. Like, hey, you can't beat up an old woman. Like, leave her alone. Like. like <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you ever, Derek, do you ever drink uh, Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing IPA? Have, yes. As soon as I saw you pull it out, I'm like, I, never, I love that one. There's a bar yeah. near me that has a lot of the Sierra Nevada stuff. And I saw them that. I'm like, mm, that stuff is good. Uh, Derek's also, uh, Scott, Derek's also a Hazy fan. Nice. Oh, look at look what I got today. I got this one. It's called Your Lips Are Juicy. That's a cool can. And it's... Uh, it's from it's from a brewery that's like uh town over and it's oh it's slamming very good i i typically stick to uh i try to stick to my milwaukee breweries just because there's so many of them uh there's one called third space that i really like and they have one that's it's called heavenly haze and it's Ooh. it's like my go-to I, I, it's they started actually selling it in 12 packs so yeah um but i, I still dabble i Anytime I see something new, I try it. <laughs> oh, same here. It's like I was telling um, 
People think oh, I have a drinking problem. I have a beer buying problem. Like some people <laughs> buy wine. Like I buy beer. Like I'll just buy it and I throw it in the basement. And I'm like, I got a whole shelf of beer, and I'm like, well, I don't feel like that today. So what do I got? What else do I have? You know, my wife's like, do you do you really need to keep buying beer? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you gotta have. <laughs> I'm like, if I, I tell Brandon if the can looks the coolest, like the cooler the can or the weirder the can, I'm gonna buy it. And even if it's terrible, it's like, well, it had the cat, the can had cat shooting lasers and it tasted good. Yep. So I have a few friends that work for Miller and they'll give me like beer and it'll just sit there. And I'm like, they'll, they'll come oh, over wow. and be like, why don't you drink it? I'm like, because it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I put that out for parties. <laughs> oh, God. Do they give you those little uh, Miller, I think they're like 10 ounces, little tiny ones they give at bars? Yeah, the uh, no, they don't give me those. Actually, Miller's Miller. Uh, well, it's now Molson Coors. Uh, ever since Molson took over, they've been buying up a lot of the um, like micro brews. Mm-hmm. So they they bought up Atwater. Um, they bought up another oh, one. They came out with it. It's called Hot Valley. They have one that's called Cryo Stash. It's in a blue can. It's actually really good. It's like an it's an imperial hazy. It's for me, the Miller product, it's actually really good. Um, but no, they, they're they're trying to catch up with, uh, you know, the the SBC um, Budweiser group. So, wow. Let's see. Uh, so, Brandon, you? Uh, oh, Brandon, introduce so. your guest. Who's your guest with you? Sorry, guys. My daughter came down to see what I was doing. <laughs> this is Vivian. <laughs> Say hi, Vivi. <laughs> Hello. As as Kurt, is seventy five percent correction enough? Hey, is seventy five percent correction enough? Yeah. Yeah. All right. There you have it, guys. Wrap this up, I guess. All right. So Scott, uh, we we were diving into some of your pads uh, in this previous episode. I know Alex uh, has used your pads. I'm pretty sure Derek has also. Yes. Um, so I want to kind of open up to them, you know, I, I, you know, what pads they use, dive into any questions with you. You know, this is, this is what we call the open part of the pub. You know, we, we have open dialogue, which you saw earlier. We get to express all of our opinions and we also get to dive into cool shit. Like, you know, why you're here and to talk about your pads. So, uh, Alex, now, this is like a ball pit of pads. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I can barely walk in here. <laughs> What pads are we talking about? Whatever Lake Country. Want. Oh, Lake Country. Okay. Yes, sir. Hi, guys. Dave, have you have you What's used Lake Country? I've used them for years and years. What pads do you like, and why do you use them? Well, they hold up. I started out with the CCS pads a long time ago. Um, I don't know. They've had so many different pads come out since I bought pads. About a, about three years ago, a guy sold me a box of like 100 microfibers for 100 bucks. Wow. So I've been working off of them for years, you know. But uh, if I buy Lake Country, <clears throat> I'm probably just going to go with like either a foamed wool pad or whatever whatever's cheapest than the flat pad foam. I don't know what's out there. I've been, I've been kind of away from things for a little while. 
So uh, I'm glad you're on here because I want to see what's what you got going on nowadays. I'm kind of catching back up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Welcome. Derek, what uh, do you use? Um, I was a super huge proponent of the uh, the original HDO pads. I know they changed them slightly since then, but I, I had a couple of original ones. I think I still have it, an original blue one. And it was, it was one of those pads where you would, as long as you had a good diminishing abrasive uh, compound, you could just you could just use that pad on the whole car. It didn't really matter what it was. So I had a good stockpile of them. I got them in the five inch, the three inch. Um, uh, the detail shop near me has the uh, SDO pads. Um, and, I, and it's weird because I use the SDO polishing pads a lot, which are like the standard duty ones. I use, like, I'll, I'll just get the standard duty ones for polishing usually. Um, and they hold up fine on the long throws. I, I, the, I still have the original ones I bought when he first got them. Um, and then all, a lot of my three-inch pads for my uh, little, uh, little Max Shine uh, three-inch are um, the uh, HDO um, polishing, HDO um, cutting. And I finally just got the um, the wool pads that you guys got now. And uh, the uh, you know, I did a, you know, the ones. I did a, um, it was weird. I couldn't. It was kind of weird. I couldn't post too much about it. Um, I'm not sure exactly what was going on, but uh, I did a Maserati last weekend, and uh, the customer was like, "Yeah, you can't take. You didn't want me taking too many pictures, which was fine, but uh, it looked like the whole car had been repainted at some point, except for the the roof and the hood. And I was using the wool pads to cut the hood and and then sorry, the, and the trunk lid, nice. um, and it was like finishing out zero problems the car was white so it worked out but uh I've, I've been using like countries now for a long time oh you good oh there you go so okay. lights on a timer i guess i wasn't moving oh, oh i'm like, <laughs> you okay it's like, it's like looking around jumps out the window like so but um i thought you were trying to join dave on the uh yeah <laughs> the dark out that's why that's why yeah, i didn't like, ask about you earlier dave i get I, I just when i'm used to seeing a dark screen on there i i, I assume somebody's not really uh chimed in so yeah i'm not in my normal spot tonight i'm spending the rest of the week at the girlfriend she's she's inside watching her show so i'm on the back porch ah nicely done dave nicely it's, done. it's, it's, it's beautiful out here the, the temperature's perfect clouds and stars oh good place to be Great idea. Where, where are you at, Dave? Where are you located? I'm in uh, central Pennsylvania, Harrisburg. Oh, awesome. I, 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 oh, Harrisburg. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's beautiful tonight. Yeah. It's actually been a bit warm here, which is surprising. We've been, when I look at pictures from last year, we were already in hoodies because I love hoodies, right? But <laughs> same here, man. Yeah, but it's, uh, I'm still in t shirts. I mean, it's been warm. Same hey, here. there he is. What's going where on, man? What's Nick, up, boys? What's, what's going on? Oh, yeah, what's up, man? Last minute, I got invited to like a, a family get together here from from cousins that are in Chicago, and I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta go to that." So here we are. <laughs> All right. So no cooking with Nick tonight. No, I did eat so a little bit late for for food reveal, but we're here. All right, man. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for hopping in. We don't want to keep you. But, no, you're uh, good. What's uh? What's the discussion for tonight? Uh, Lake Country pads. But, Nick, now that you're hopping on, actually, I just, as you guys know, sometimes I'm not so great at responding to messages right away. 
There's somebody that messaged me earlier today and asked about the guy from, uh, from, from Tesla. I need to connect you because somebody was asking a question about a Tesla. Okay. Crap. My bad. Do it. Yeah, I'll connect you guys. Uh, Lake country pads. Patch do you right ever now, use Lake country? Um, I have, yeah, I've, I've got a few of their pads. Um, I, I use their CCS pads. I use the green CCS and the black CCS. So the green CCS for usually for one steps or for a little bit harder paints, like Audi paints, if I want to finish down. Um, black CCS is my go-to with Mizuno 3800 for super soft black paint, say something like a Porsche 996. If I want to finish down on that, um, super soft Porsche paint, um, Toyota paint, Lexus paint, black CCS pad 3800. Um, on a Rupes, currently using a Rupes, uh, 15 mil machine, 15 mil throw, five inch machine. Wonderful combo. Cool. Scott, I know you probably said it on a previous episode, but walk us back through what does CCS mean? CCS stands for collapsed cell structure. So each one of these dimples is made with heat and pressure. Uh, which collapses the cells in those pockets. Uh, when, when it does that, your polish does not absorb or migrate into the pad as fast. So you get longer working time and you get the more, you get more use out of the, uh, you know, the abrasives that are in the, in the liquids because they're not going up into the pad. They're staying on the surface. So you get a little more cut. Um, sometimes it's a little bit faster. Um, you get more, just more working time finishing. And you mentioned uh, that that is something new that you're going to be releasing. There's a new update coming out for SEMA, huh? Yep. So, uh, Nick, you mentioned uh, SDOs. SDOs and HDOs are now going to be available in CCS format. So, Oh, um, damn. Really? Uh, kind of integrating old school with ah. old school and... You know, uh, kind of, kind of had a lot of requests for CCS pads with center holes for long throw tools, and um, you know, we revamped the the CCS pads with one of our largest distributors, Auto Geek. You know, about four years ago, and I kind of said, you know, I don't want to reinvent the wheel again with this the LC original CCS line. Let's just leave it and let's kind of try to bridge a gap with some of the newer stuff that's going on. So that's that's kind of what's what's being released this year at SEMA. So you guys get a little sneak peek. So. Oh yeah. Mm. Thanks. Not yeah. Sure. I'm not sure exactly how soon they'll be available with distributors yet. Uh, I think we are actually just letting them know probably this week. <laughs> hey, so we got to know before them. So, huh? Um, yep. So that's the yeah. community right there. All right. But just, just kind of keep an eye out for them. If you're interested, you know, give them a whirl. Oh, dude, I'm excited. That's awesome. Yeah. And the Blue and Orange are two of my favorite pads. I, was gonna, I think I still have some of my older CSS, uh, CSS pads. I still remember the videos of Mike Phillips talking about them when, they, when you guys first had them. Yeah. And I was just like, damn. That's kind of cool you guys are putting the, the hole in the middle. Yeah. And you get the taper and kind of the newer style pad, just the reach and everything. So I, I, I think it's going to be good. Um, I've actually had you know so technically the ccs pad was designed years ago to compete with the waffle pad mm -hmm. uh, we, had a, we had a we'll just say we had a little run-in with one of the major companies that has a waffle pad <laughs> we kind of couldn't make it for a while 
So this is, was an invention that we came out with, originally designed for rotary use. Um, kind of works well with the, the, you know, the 3401, the Beast, which I know Mike Phillips pushed a lot. Similar to a rotary, it's a gear driven, just like a rotary is gear driven. So you always, you always had that rotation when the long throws came out, it, you know, kind of didn't really, didn't really take. But uh, recently with some of the newer stuff that's come out doing testing, I actually had somebody call me and they were like, you know, I thought, I thought we discussed this, that like a flat pad typically on a long throw is more aggressive than the CCS pad because the CCS pad was designed for surface, a break in surface tension, right? So you don't have all that drag on a rotary. It would, it would spin freer, faster without grabbing. And, you know, that's kind of how it was designed. But been doing more testing and they're actually outperforming a flat pad, which kind of blew me away. Um, so we kind of did more testing and realized that, hey, I think there's a, a spot for this. I think. Uh, Walk us through your testing. What, I mean, what's done in testing? Um, it's usually like a time test. There's, um, you know, we, we measure scratches, depth of scratch, uh, gloss enhancement, you know, gloss meter. So typically we'll, you know, sand with certain grit sandpaper. We'll run it for a time. We'll see how much it leveled the scratch. We'll see how high the gloss is. So mm-hmm. you can do that different, a couple different ways. Um, you know, but it, it overall, every time we test it, the numbers will come out better than a flat pad. So hmm. it's just interesting. So it is interesting. It's kind of good to see some old technology be reintroduced with newer machines, newer polishes, and kind of have that same success. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I mean, so Alex, is that the pad that you use, but now you'll switch over to the new pad or? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to try out the new stuff. Um, but that the blue and the orange HDL pads are the, the ones I use most from Lake Country. Um, and then for boats, I use the orange forest pad a ton. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing how, how long they hold up and like actually stay like in perfect condition. I, it impresses the shit out of me. Um, it's a slightly different foam than this orange, but yeah, that's a that's a man, that's a one of my favorite foams too. Yeah, I love it, man. I can't get enough of them. Well, uh, so the other you, thing uh, with the CCS, it actually it uh, was there was noticeable like um, the rotation was better. Because oh really? Break in, you get the break in surface tension, so they actually yeah, seem to, they seem to keep rotation better. So okay. right. dumb that down for us. Why is it important and how did you guys figure that out? Um, well, I mean you want to keep the pad rotating, you want to keep it moving. I mean you can agitate it. Um you know, like if you just orbit it versus random orbiting it, you're still gonna get correction, but sometimes rotating it is faster. Uh but it also keeps it keeps the pad cooler because there's less drag. So it's just a number of things going on that just help the pad performance overall. What? It, it makes sense because you're getting the same correction area because it's the same diameter, but 
putting those dimples in it, it's it's breaking the surface tension, like you say. It's a lot less friction, but you're I still mean, getting essentially the same cutting surface area. I mean, it makes sense because it was designed for rotary originally. So rotation, yeah, yeah. Rotary, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's working. <laughs> so you mentioned Scott. You mentioned SEMA. Uh, Thoughts? Do you know companies looking at Mobile Tech 2022 in Orlando? Uh, we're pl- I haven't heard much from other from others, but I mean, I know we're playing that. So. Yeah, that's what I mean. As you guys as a company, yeah, uh, we talked to Sheldon uh, here at the podcast. We're lined up to be back on stage. We're excited about that, and uh, would love to. That's what you know. I, I'm glad to hear that you guys are there. I'd love to. To have another conversation there on stage with you, uh, we'll be giving out beer and uh, recording episodes. It, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I know last year was a bit of a debacle, but uh, Derek was there a couple years ago, and we had a lot of fun. Right, right so, before uh, COVID, man. Yeah, I came. I came down last year. Uh, I was only there for like a day and a half, but we had a we had a we kind of had a full booth. But uh, no, I I'm looking forward to getting back. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we Definitely may have... even have, you know, I mentioned these are going to be released at SEMA. We should also have a few other things for mobile tech that we'll be releasing on top of this. On you know, so we'll see. If all, Sweet. If all goes well. Yeah, more to come on mobile tech. Great. Well, like I said, we'll have you guys up on stage and we'll uh, record an episode for you guys to talk about it. The uh, cool thing for the community is you could go use pints when you register for mobile tech and save 15%. So uh, anybody that wants to go to mobile tech and see Scotty up on stage and hang out with anybody else in the community that wants to be there. I think Derek's talked about it. Hopefully Brandon, hopefully John, Alex, everybody else, Dave, love to see everybody there. Uh, Anybody that wants to go, they can save 15% using the code pints. So John, man. Right, I know. Yeah. Uh I do wear khakis a lot. No. <laughs> I thought that was Jake. Jake just Jake from yeah. State Farm. <laughs> three, three. Oh yeah, that's not Geico. You're right. The Jake from yeah. State Farm. Like. They all get confusing. You're right. You're right. John, how's your week? Not bad, man. I, I uh, can't complain. You know, uh, it's good. I, I really is. I can't, I can't complain at all, man. It's I'm busy, which is good. And uh, making new clients, making relationships, and uh, just making some things happen. Cool. Uh, we got a Brandon that hopped in, but it's a dark screen like Dave, so I'm not sure which Brandon that is. Oh, it's, it's like a Brandon from Tim's. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. All right. Derek, I think it's time. It's time for the tab out question. So uh, Nick sent me his, uh, I texted him earlier with his, uh, he sent me his response, but I'll uh, I'll read you guys the question. I'll do his last, but uh, (laughs) this one's a little weird. All right, guys. So uh, what combo of food? that you eat would look weird on a coroner's report. 
I'm sorry. All right, so so we eat something, we die, and it's going to look strange on a coroner's report. Yeah, something, <laughs> something, something happens to you. The coroners open you up, and they go, what the we, hell? We found crazy? this shit in his stomach? <laughs> yeah. They're really like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I or, it's, or it's like this shit where they open you up, and like from like the CSI, they go, wait a minute, there's a hot dog popcorn? He was at a baseball game, like, and they just, they just know where you went. I was like, did oh, okay. anybody, did you guys ever get to have those cool, I wasn't great at science at all. And I did like environmental science is really where I think I found a lot of my passion. But did you ever get into the, some of those weird science classes where you got to open up a shark? You got to dissect the shark? It. Never did anybody it. Ever do that? So we did that and mine was a fucking mom shark and I opened it up and there's goddamn babies popping out of the. What you fucking, a, 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 a public school. Just got frogs. Yeah, yeah, I got that's all I got was frogs. Oh, fuck. I didn't get to frogs. I didn't get to frogs. I didn't get to frogs. I was in pigs? general size. Yeah. Oh, no. No. Oh. Scott, yours was pigs? Yep, pig fetus. Yeah, I did I did the uh I, I did the frog also, like you said, Alex. I don't know why that made me think of it. I just went, oh hell, I remember opening up a shark and seeing babies pop out. Hey, if you got babies in your belly. We know you fucking been putting your knee pads to use. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Something, do a song out there. Listen, Alex, I don't know if you saw, but the last couple of videos I uploaded, you can see the knee pads right in every picture. It's like oh, people yeah. know. People know. They're like, damn, look at those knee pads. Like, All right, Scott, I section. stalled as long as I could, man. All right, you're on the hot seat. Hey, what food it. is it that when you get opened up by the coroner that they're going to think it's strange? Man. I, I don't I, know. It's I gonna, got nothing, man. I don't know. It's it's probably gonna have to be freaking weed, man, of, of some sort, whether it's brownies or <laughs> something, man. It's just gonna have to be some nice green. <laughs> All right, good one, John. Scott, you you I figured you'd go with foam I'm, pad, right? I'm I mean you got all those pads there. Uh, go with like, hey, you know, I you know I found foam. I, mean, I like to eat, there. but I've never eaten a foam pad. Yeah, I'm not been that hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but you see those weird all right. Have you ever watched those? I randomly have seen these random shows, right? Where people have these strange fetishes and they oh, eat no. the most random like things. Nuts and bolts and shit like oh, that. Oh, yeah, there was a guy that ate foam out of cushions. There was this lady no. that yeah, ate freaking ashes. Fucking... Ashes, no, ate this... her husband's ashes and shit. No, that was like, the brother of the guy that makes love to his car. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How, wait, whoa, 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 how do we get to that? How do we get to there? What do we... <laughs> and Alex is there. He's what's, done eating the foam. He's ready to get to making love to the car, right? How do we get there, Scott? He's there got, was, he's he's cranking up first and when the tail pops up, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There, there was that lady who's like, I ate a love seat in a, a couch, and I was like, Listen, any, anything's possible with enough peanut butter. And she looks lumpy. lumpy. Oh man, lumpy. <laughs> oh, that, no. that ain't that ain't chunky peanut butter. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. All right, Alex. What about you? What's the strangest thing that a coroner might find this, in your belly? This is an amazing question. But I don't I don't have an answer to it. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't either. Shit. I'm sorry, it's a weird question. This, no, this, this is good. Like it's not a bad question. Like you think all oh, the question sucks because nobody has an answer, but no, that's a solid question. Yeah, all right. I, wish, I wish I could come up oh, with something. I got something one. I got right, one. Right. I finally remember one. There's something that I've eaten that few people have eaten. Even uh 
Oh, uh, what was that guy that would go around Zimmerman? and eat all those crazy foods? Zimmerman, the bald dude. Oh, yeah, um, he was the big guy, Andrew, right? Andrew yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, he couldn't eat durian. Durian is a fruit from Southeast Asia that has all these spikes. They cut it open. You open it up and it has these seeds. The mm-hmm. seeds are the main part, right? And then there's this like slimy covery area. Think of it like a, uh, well, like an apple that's gone too ripe. And, you know, it's got that, that like softy part or a pear. Yeah. yeah. Like it's in its natural state in that real soft, slimy part. Right. And the, the, the idea, they call it the king fruit, Southeast Asia. It's a king fruit. They love it, but you can't take it into any hotels. You can't take it into most places because it has such a foul odor of manure. (laughs) So imagine you're eating something slimy and soft that smells like dung. Oh, Oh, no. That's durian. That sounds like a colonoscopy right there. Oh, (laughs) Oh, uh, so no. when I would go to Malaysia teaching softball camps and clinics, uh, the first time I went, right, there's always a rite of passage. It doesn't matter what you're doing, anything. If you're going to be a part of somebody or some group, there's always just this rite Vulture. of passage, right? It is what it is. Yeah. The rite of passage for people in Malaysia was for this white guy was shit. to eat durian. And Zimmerman couldn't eat it. He never could. Yeah. So I, I was able to choke it down. Thank yeah, you. that's it. And, oh. And and few people can eat it if you're not in Southeast Asia. It, it's just, it's such an interesting, it has no flavor, but smells like, like crap, and is soft. So just, I mean, it, it's Damn. that whole part of trying to, like, it's just, it's rough. That would that's be mine. I got my that's answer. I've only come to one conclusion or two. Either I, uh-uh. I'm, I'm okay, I'm doing all right, or or I need to get out more. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we all probably need to get out know. more. <laughs> I mean, I, I eat ass, but it's not going to be in the coroner's report. <laughs> <laughs> True. Brandon from Shawshank, you got anything that... Uh, would be uh interesting yeah the only thing i can think of uh i i grew up dirt poor um and i'd get home sometimes starving there wasn't much so i just put stuff together to eat and i used to eat when we were out of jelly or something i'd put peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches and i'd eat i it. heard those are bomb. Yeah. i heard those are really actually good. they tasted pretty good i was young but they tasted it's good when, it, it turns it into like a sweet cream taste thing doesn't it yeah it was That's what I, heard. I, I haven't made it since, but I used to make it when I was younger when there was nothing really to eat. Yeah. When you didn't have a choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, you, when you're younger and you have a choice, all I know that just you'll eat everything that comes your way. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, I mine was ramen. I, I'm yeah. gonna have to try. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try the peanut butter and uh Dude, I've I've heard people that actually enjoy that. Meat. I we did a lot of peanut butter and banana. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. still joke with my mom a lot about that. If it was a sandwich on the way to baseball practice, oh, that is good. Football you practice. got the potassium and everything. Yep, the, the, yeah, the potassium is good, man. Oh, that's good. Peanut butter in an omelet's really good too. Huh. Really? It sounds know. weird, but it's really good. Is that a thing on burgers? Do people do like I do an egg on yeah. burgers a lot? Do oh, oh, peanut oh. Peanut butter, jalapeno, so and bacon. There's a, 
There's a place near me that has a, and bacon? Yeah. Alex, there's a place near me that has a peanut butter and jelly burger. No shit. I thought it was gonna be nasty. I got it. It's very good. I'm gonna try that. I actually I have some burgers and um I actually have some jalapenos because I was gonna do <laughs> now we're just gonna make some first. shit. I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah. Make our own yeah. cooking, Nick. <laughs> I, I love to cook, man. And and Marty about the ramen, I used to eat that all the time too. And uh, I was asking a couple podcasts ago, why did everyone on here is a professional cook? Well, Alex mentioned he had to be because he was single and on his own. Well, my professional cooking when I was single was ramen with like I'd mix cheese and tuna fish, and that'd be a tuna casserole. <laughs> oh, that would be my Dude, my I, cooking. Like, when, I, when I was um, I was like fifteen in a group home. And fucking, like, they provided food for us and shit, but no lunches or anything for school. So I grabbed fucking ramen out of the cupboard. I'd eat fucking raw ramen. Fucking yep. break it off and eat it at school. Fucking so listen, let, let me tell you, like, I, I where I come from, I'm proud of the shit that I'm growing. <laughs> nice. I hear you, Scott. Yeah. I, there's a lot of us that eat ramen. It is what it is, yeah. you know? I mean a lot it's, of everything. I, I just because I never thought it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's what was right in front of you. I was craving ramen the other day and I picked I mean, some up I, at the grocery store. Ooh, I had ramen the other night. And it's it's still good. I, think, I swear I if think we if, well, go ahead. If if we if we all link up, man, between all the different beers and different foods, we're just gonna have a damn good time. That's all there's to it. Link up, let's just have a good party. Speak out where I it is, let's all go in on a big ass hotel. Lincoln Suite, this is called good night. One of the so, weirdest things I think I used to eat a lot as a kid was uh they had these like you know like the thirty nine cent burritos in the frozen section was a a chili uh chili cheese dog burrito so like you, it was a chili dog in a burrito like how weird is that but I used to I eat, eat that now <laughs> yeah, I wish I could find them because they were awesome I don't I'm moving so, on up to I the west side of this one, one. <laughs> so one 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 thing that we eat here in Rhode Island <laughs> is uh. We do like New York system hot wieners. I don't know if everybody here knows about those. Um, Derek, go get on your knee pads. Hold on. Ask me about yeah. my wiener. <laughs> so so, so wa- it's, like a small, it's like a small hot dog. And then it has like a meat sauce with a little bit of uh, like chili powder, uh, mustard, and, on- and raw onions. Um, fucking bomb. But we what eat it with that meat sauce. That sounds good. Oh, dark, dark yeah, it does sound good. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> they call those Texas hots here, and they are kick-ass. That sounds yeah, good. Yeah, so, but the thing, the thing that makes it weird is it's really common to drink it with what it's called coffee milk. So it's a it's a syrup to flavor milk with. It's really sweet. It's almost like a cho- like a Hershey's chocolate syrup, but it's coffee. It's like sweet coffee flavored, and you can only Ooh. get it in Rhode Island. But it's like you're not thinking of eating like a meat sauce with like chili pie. Or, or, no, it's not chili powder. It's onion powder, and then raw onion. Like you're not think of eating that with milk, but it's oh that my god, it's good. so good. That sounds good. So good. Dude, my wife would be the first one starving to death because she ain't got a palate worth of shit. She will not. Her mom's I know I can hear y'all in the background. Yeah. Yeah. She's in the background like, no, no. Yeah, she's going to be the first one dying. There ain't no zombie. She's going to die of this starvation. And I have no problem with freaking eating one of the dogs if I got to. I just, oh, it, it ain't no game. Oh, Brandon from uh, South Carolina, what about you? Anything uh, crazy out your way that maybe uh, somebody might find in your belly that's strange? I may eat uh, pineapple on pizza, but... Uh, I love pineapple on pizza. Uh, 
I mean, I don't know. I was thinking like maybe just a shit ton of corn because like, you know, it doesn't dissolve at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pineapple on pizza. I never have understood people that would do that. Oh, you're missing out, man. Oh, no, I've tried it. I, 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 I've tried it. Pair it with some but, bacon. Real bacon. People, Canadian yeah. Stuff. It's like people that drive Dodges, like people that drive a Dodge, they always drive a Dodge. People that eat pineapple on bacon, uh, pineapple on pizza, they always eat like. I, I drive whatever the hill has gas that day. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, if you love pineapple on pizza, like you love it. Like it's your thing. Like, so that's, that's cool. I get it. I, I just never could get into it. I, I don't, I don't know why the, I guess it's the fruitiness. And when I'm thinking pizza, I'm thinking, I don't know, a little bit more rustic-y. I like the tomatoey flavor. I don't know. That's me. So can you do like barbecue chicken? Hell no. No? What? I, that, that, nope. But listen, that, that's one that I'm like, not really that into it. Like, the, that's too much sweetness. If it's a, if it's very little bit of barbecue sauce, I'm, I'm okay. But, yeah, I, I, I can't really. What about buffalo chicken pizza? No. Nope. Buffalo chicken pizza. Nah, I that's can't do that either. Amazing. I gotta go. So, so, so Marty, do, do you like like a margarita pizza where you just get like the raw, like? I'll see you guys later. I'll just... <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> All right, Dave. What about you? Anything fun that you've eaten that would uh, be interesting in the corner? <laughs> I, I think he said a combination of foods. So. Uh... The only thing that's coming to my mind is broccoli and shoe fly pie. <laughs> Anybody out there know what shoe fly pie is? No. It's a, it's a Pennsylvania thing. It's uh, it's kind of hard to describe. There's there's a lot of it, it's basically made with molasses, very sugar thick. and flour. Yeah. They kind of layer that stuff, and the flour is like a crumbly. You ever eat a coffee cake with the crumbles on top? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that mixed in with molasses with a just a regular pie shell. It's delicious. Mm. It's rich as hell. It's a PA thing. I, I My brother moved to New York. He used to have me ship them up to him all the time. <laughs> Middlesworth barbecue chips and shoe fly pie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ask my coworker that lives in Harrisburg if he knows about those. Yeah. <laughs> you got a coworker um, in Harrisburg? Yes, sir. Does he sell pads too? Yes, sir. Oh man, I, I need his connection. <laughs> I'll buy pads from him. Uh, All right. Well, Dave, I tell you where to buy them, but I don't know if we can sell them to you. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But if he goes to, if he goes and connects with you guys on social or goes to the website, you guys could lead him in the, dire the right direction, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, Pennsylvania, I believe uh, Autoality sells their pads. Uh, yes, they do. Yeah, it's who I go with. I buy stuff from Autoality. Yeah. I know there's a couple others. Yeah, I get a lot from detailed image, and they they get here overnight. Okay, mm -hmm. the detailed image is pretty cool. Good, a lot of stuff. That's who I bought for years. Detailed image, just for me, it's all about shipping. If you can get it to me quick, I'll buy it from you. Yeah, exactly. Me too. 
That's right. We, we try our best. That's what we always try to do too. That's one of the interesting parts though, as we're talking about some of the things in the industry is how shipping has been. Geez. I mean, you can do your best, but it comes down to the carrier and depends on how fast that carrier is going to get it there. We've even seen Amazon start to not do guaranteed stuff. Listen, UPS, we, we had to overnight some to a customer that was in Miami and was going to be there for a day and they fucked it up. Yeah. Like, how do you fuck up an overnight? We paid you for the overnight. You got to get it there. And they fucked it up. Like, I mean, it is what it is. There's a lot of shipping issues right now. And their response I mean, to us was shipping to you guys. Yeah, sorry. Shipping from they, our suppliers to us is another. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, it's I'm just part of the. On a pellet. Not fun. Oh, damn. From Max Shine. Yeah. yeah. I stopped at the detail shop and he said the same thing. He, I looked down, I was like, How, "How's it going to Max Shop?" He just shook his head. He's like, "Man, like it's coming. Shit's <laughs> in limbo. That's it. Shit's in limbo." He just said, "Eventually." So I got Nick's answer. Sorry, I just real before we sign off, I got Nick's answer. He said, "Jelly beans and roasted salted almonds. Apparently, it tastes like fruity pebbles." All right. Huh. All right. Cool. Good deal. All right, guys. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, uh, Scott. Uh, this is your time to have uh, closing thoughts. Anything you want to say for your brand, your pads, the beer you're drinking, uh, your perspective on Mobile Tech 22, anything you want to talk about, man, this is your floor. Uh, well, I just want to thank you for having me on. I want to thank everybody for joining um anytime you guys have any questions please feel free to reach out to to lake country uh, either through our tech line or if you if you you know go on the website find our phone call in ask for me um my email is scott.bells at lake country mfg which is b as in victor o e as in eric l as in lisa z as in zebra um not a problem just reach out with any questions you got, anything I can help you with. Hope you guys hope to see you guys at Mobile Tech 2022. Um yeah. Cheers. I'm out cool, of beer. Man. I'm out of yeah. beer. Guys, so. yeah. <laughs> I'll drink my other one. I need to go get my my last yeah, closer yeah. of the evening. My last <laughs> little uh, nightcap is what I need. Cool guys. Thanks so much for hopping on, Alex. Great talks. Uh, glad you Pleasure. came on early because that was funny. I mean, Scott and I were literally talking about that scenario. So it, that's awesome. Yeah, good discussion. So Brandon, always great to see you, man. Thanks for hopping on. Derek, thank you. Good tab out no question. No Dave, awesome. I, I'd say it's good to see you, but we didn't see you. Uh, <laughs> we heard from you though, man. That's what I mean. And Brandon from Tim's with also the uh, blacked out screen, but glad you hopped on. Really appreciate it. And uh, John, always a pleasure. No, I was late. All good, bro. All good. Hop in and out as much as you can. Always great to see you, man. All right. Good All to right. see you Have guys. Have a great week, guys. Guys, Take appreciate care. you. Hey, yeah, you Take care, guys. Always a pleasure. <laughs>
greatly appreciate that. And thank you so much for being a part of community. 